Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Imagine working your way up over 11 years with the same organization and then become the president of the franchise just weeks before the inaugural season. Our next guest did just that, and I'm excited to share his story. I'm excited to have Joe Labou, president of Charlotte FC of the MLS. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Travis. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. And I certainly appreciate your time. Very excited to talk about your career and certainly the recent promotion. And you know, first, you attended the University of Maryland, received a degree in communications. What do you think you wanted to do when you graduated? Um, I think I wanted to be a sports center anchor when I was in high school. Um, so that 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 was the goal. I got to college and then I got caught up in college and I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I think that the comms, the comms uh, direction led me to PR, really. And I was like, OK, that's that's probably the route I want to go in sports was through public relations. And uh, I quickly found that was a that was a tough it was a tough industry to crack. A lot of people wanted to do that. So um, that's how I ended up in, I ended up in sales. Yep. Uh, but yeah. I, I was the same way, you know, communications major thinking I want to be on TV, realized I had a face for radio and uh, decided to go a different route. So, you know, you, your first job, you land with the Washington, the then Washington Redskins, where you end up staying for seven years, lastly, as the director of premium seating. And so as you think back to your time, Joe, what made you have so much success early on in your career that helped get you some early promotions? Um, I think I, I, I was I was very grateful. Uh, I never took the opportunity for granted that, that I was working for an NFL team. I think at the time I started, you know, I didn't have the resources um, the outlets that people have now, you know, there's, if you want to get into sports, you can learn about it early. There's a number of unbelievable opportunities for people from um, even, the, even starting in high school. Yep. So for me, I felt like I'd won the lottery getting involved in sports so early. Uh, you mentioned Washington. It was down the road from college park, Maryland, where I was. So I promised myself once I got my foot in the door, I was going to be someone that uh, they didn't want to, they didn't want to see leave. And similar to your, your, your podcast uh, name, yeah, hustled. Yep. Worked real hard. And that's the one thing in sales, you know, it's, it's essentially running your own business. So control your own destiny. Correct. Correct. So just worked real hard, um, made the right connections. You know, I, I found people within that organization that had, had, stayed it, it actually survived the the ownership change in 1999 you know there were people there that were uh, around when jack Ken cook owned the team my dad told me 
find out those people that are still there because I think you can go back and look, there was a pretty big house cleaning at the time. Yep. There was only a handful of people that survived that. So I made sure I found out who those people were that stayed and why they stayed. And why, yep. You know, and it was probably looking back on it, one of the best things I ever did in my career. No, absolutely. And it's always about the why and everything we do. And, you know, Joe, after seven years, you then move over to corporate sponsorship with Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Uh, you're there in the same city. How is that transition from kind of ticketing and premium to the sponsorship world? It's a great question because people ask it. Um, and, and I know from a hiring side, on the partnership side, that's always that's always a risk in people's mind. You know, partnership sales is different than ticket sales. It is at the end of the day, it's sales. Um, I knew for my for my career growth where I wanted to go at that time. I knew I needed I needed to strengthen that part of my you know repertoire, and uh, it, it was it was an interesting transition. But again, it was still sales. It was a relationship building. It was just a it was a bigger menu. Um, I I took the approach though that I, I would meet someone, I would meet someone from a company, sort of understand their needs. And I would attack it almost like I was selling seats though. Yeah. I would provide them with an option right off the bat versus just saying, hey, we're, we're the Washington Capitals, we're a National Hockey League team. You know, here's, here's, the, here's the area we reach, the types of people we reach, here's what we can do for your business. What do you think? Versus coming with something to them hey, we've got something I feel like you'd be a good fit for. What do you think? I, I think that was very helpful. And that was very much from a ticketing background. Yeah. Calling someone with, I've got these seats at midfield. I know we've talked before. You're a midfield kind of person. Let's go. Yep. I think I had some success early on. And it's great advice, you know, being kind of having that consultant mind, mentality and mindset just to understand what what is that value proposition. And, you know, Joe, as, as you're having a lot of success, you know, really kind of in that that selling world, both premium and ticketing and sponsorship, you get the opportunity to go to the Carolina Panthers. Why was that the right move for you? You know, I was in partnerships. I was really enjoying it. I'm a huge hockey fan. So it was the right sport for me to be in as well. But um, as you've probably found and you know full well, sports is a, it's a small community. It's a, uh, you know, it's a community that if, if there's a position open, someone knows someone probably who's a right fit. So actually I had someone working in the Charlotte area at the time that knew this position was opening up. And the crazy thing in 2011, you know, the Carolina Panthers didn't really have a, a, a full sales and sales and services arm. They had, a, they had a group of people, a very small group of people, about 10 people in their ticket office that were doing everything from operations to sales to service. Um, and they came to a point where they started seeing a little bit of attrition in their PSL owners. And they made, they made the decision to know it's time to have a sales and services department. So for me, the opportunity to go and build a sales and services department in 2011. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. In a city like Charlotte, uh, where my brother, my brother had lived here for about 10 years, which is really why I got the call. I know I had family here. Um, it, it was a no-brainer to make that call, make the connection. I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to come down here and still here. When you certainly made the most of it, you know, you, you worked your way up ultimately to the vice president of ticket sales and service for the club. And when the ownership and organization won the MLS bid, you, know, you started overseeing both sales units. And so how is that from a time management and efficiency perspective? 
Yeah, it was it was a challenge. It was a challenge, particularly on the, um, you know, with the NFL being what it is, it's a it's a dog eat dog business. It's it's very it's very revenue driven. You know where you are. Uh, there's it's competitive. I mean, most leagues are too, but nothing like the NFL. The NFL is the NFL, and you can't take your eye off the ball. And we're still. You know, on the Panthers side, a developing organization. I mean, we've been around for 27 seasons. Right. So, you know, uh, we're still finding our way a little yeah. bit. And you've got, to, you've got to take that business to the next level while standing up a brand new franchise in a sport that not a lot of people, you know, soccer people know, Major League Soccer maybe is a little bit unfamiliar to some people in the area. So, right. Um, there's a lot of time and energy put into sort of the grassroots building planning for Charlotte FC while, while trying to take the Carolina Panthers business to the next level. So it was challenging. It was, di- it was different challenges, but fortunately for me, um, I have, I have an unbelievable team here. Yep. And we are, we are full of just um, type A go-getters, uh, people that want to grow, people that want responsibilities given to them. They've earned them. And I, I took full advantage of that. I needed to. No, absolutely. And you know, Joe it had to have been a, a surreal experience. And so, you know, you're launching the team just weeks before the regular season kicks off the first inaugural game, you receive the opportunity to become the president of the club. And so how was that overall experience for you? Um, it was amazing. You know, I mean, first off, when you have any, any changes internally, you know, it sort of sends a, a shockwave through the system a little bit. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, getting tapped on the shoulder to uh, take this seat um, was amazing. It's it's what a lot of people, I'd say most people in this industry sort of dream of. I, I know it was it was my goal since day one. We, we talked earlier about me leaving ticketing and going into corporate partnerships. That was the reason why. Right. That was yeah. the reason why to, to be in a seat like this. It was really special because I've been involved with Charlotte FC literally since the beginning yep. I was I was part of a small group of about 10 people that after Dave and Nicole Tepper purchased the Panthers they'd mentioned wanting a soccer team or another tenant in that stadium and a few of us formed a group called the other football project the OFP group <laughs> and I was one of them yeah we would just it was almost like an after school project we would sit around 5 30 6 o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays and dream up what a scenario would look like if a major league soccer team played. In Charlotte. How this could come together. Yeah. So, so being a part of that and then seeing it through now, you know, um, having an opportunity to, to lead the team here on the business side is uh, pretty amazing. Well, it certainly came to fruition. And, you know, just a, a few weeks after, you know, becoming the president of the team kicked off the inaugural year with a big splash. There were 74,479 spectators that watched that first match, which is an MLS record. So congratulations Walk the listeners through that experience. Um, that was, it was amazing. It was, uh, there was a lot of sleepless nights. We, we came out and put a stake in, we put a stake in the ground. We said we were going to break the MLS attendance record. Um, and we did it, you know, and it, it, it was, we took some shots along the way. I think you can go back and look and some of your listeners can probably Google and go see. I mean, we took some shots. People were, questioning our aggressive pricing. You know, we were the first MLS team to offer seat licenses. Um, we have a, we have a big stadium yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's major league soccer. 
how are you going to do it? Um, we had we had local media just constantly asking us where we were, where we were, are you tracking? So, you know, there was a, there was a lot of noise, a lot of excitement, but it was it was a, it was a complete team effort. It was one of the most um, satisfying nights uh, of my career, probably the most actually, just seeing and feeling it. I mean, the stadium was actually absolutely electric. Hearing people that had never been to an MLS match before say it, people that have been to hundreds of events at Bank of America Stadium saying that was the best. That includes the 2015 NFC Championship game. Right. That was, until that night, my best experience in sports. Yeah. Um, but people said it was different. It was a different kind of electricity. It was huge for the city. Um, it was really, really special. And of course, we had a viral moment with the microphone going out and the crowd taking the national anthem, uh, which was not staged. People still think it was <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions. Was I can assure staged? you, it wasn't. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a ex- very stressful moment. We had a. We had a video playing right before that happened, and I don't think a lot of people noticed. The sound went out on that video too, but there was so much energy and excitement in the stadium. People didn't really notice it. Didn't notice, but of course. We're, we're texting and we're on phone. People going like, what is going on with the sound? National Anthem starts and here we go. <laughs> this, is, this is what's going to happen. But then, it, you know, it, it turned into an unbelievable moment. Now we do it before every single match. And we're going to continue to do it. It's one of the best traditions in sports. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Joe LeBou, president of Charlotte FC. And so, Joe, we could certainly talk about your career for a long time, but let's get into three hot topics. So question one, there's been a lot of talk and articles about the growth of MLS as a whole. And one recent stat I saw was over the last decade, it rose 27% in interest. It's a long way, given almost a decade ago, there was concern if the league was even going to make it. Why do you think it's continued to grow? Um, I, I think it's a, it's a number, number of reasons. I think you've got, uh, you've got a number of clubs that have, have come into the league recently and uh, tried to raise the bar right away. The Atlanta United to the world, LAFC's, uh, Portland, you've got, you know, Cincinnati, Austin, of course. So, you know, these clubs are coming in right from the start, uh, making a huge impact on, on their community and really widen, riding the wave of soccer is a global game, the popularity, you can turn, you can turn on your television almost nightly, daily, particularly on the weekends. You know, I think the premier league, it does a great job of uh, having matches on in the morning, the popularity of FIFA. It's a worldwide game. 
you know, kids are getting into it. So I think those of us in major league soccer realize that and, you know, we're taking advantage of that opportunity. So um, I, I also think too, just some of the newer clubs that have come in, someone told me that, you know, maybe that recipe is sort of that second tier city and that's not putting down Charlotte by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, second tier city, uh, you know, we're, we are a big fish in a smaller pond. So we're getting those eyeballs. I think MLS is having some success with that. I also think the soccer specific stadiums, I know we play in a 75,000 seat stadium, which we're really thankful for and thrilled and, and understand the advantages, but you're seeing these soccer specific stadiums grow. People sort of understand that, you know, 20 to 30,000 uh, seat stadium is great for the game. It builds the atmosphere. And once people go, they're hooked. Question two, as you and the team were preparing for that inaugural season, you briefly mentioned you were, you're getting hit up by media and by fans. The franchise was the first in the MLS to use personal seat licenses to reserve season tickets in most of the sections. That's certainly a common practice in the NFL. What went into the planning and launch of that? You know, for us, it was something that we, you know, we went back and forth with. Now, one of the things for us is um, our stadium there, there's there's never not been a seat license in that stadium. The Panthers were the first NFL team to offer seat licenses. There there's a sense of there's a sense of ownership and pride in this community when it comes to a seat license. Um, we've we found you know retention obviously is huge. It's it's really helped out on the NFL side. It was something that we felt like could work on the MLS side too. And one of the things for us is we need people to be engaged. We just talked about the growth growth of MLS. It, it, it is going to take us over delivering that experience for people. And by owning a seat license, they, they feel like they're, they're part of the team. They, they obviously put down extra money. They invested in us. Uh, they're going to want to, they're going to want to stay and see this thing through. So um, for us, you know, I, I wouldn't, if I had to do it again, I would do it again. There's no question about it. You know, again, we, we, we took some shots. People had some questions. The other day too, we, you know, we we we've invested that money back in the stadium, and we'll con con continue to do that. We built an unbelievable supporters bar, center tunnel club where our team comes out. Uh, you know, player locker rooms. We're making this a place where uh, free agents, people around the league, are seeing. I, I want to play in Charlotte. The, the play here. Is unbelievable. So, um, happy with happy with with that decision. Question three, the MLS and soccer as a whole is certainly well known for supporter groups. Charlotte FC has five officially recognized supporter groups. How has your experience been immersing yourself into that supporter culture and why is it so valuable to franchises? Yeah, it's actually six now. So we just had nice street mafia. Yeah. So we've got six supporter groups. I, it, it is, it is absolutely the foundation of everything we do on game day. That energy I talked about, getting people into the building that have not experienced uh, live soccer before, um, you're immediately blown away by that end of the stadium. We made an effort from day one, before we even had a club, to uh, engage with the soccer community because the Carolinas, Charlotte in particular, it's soccer rich. It, it, you know, We didn't bring soccer to Charlotte. We're just amplifying it. We're giving people... Um, a team to cheer for at the highest level in North America. And by doing so, we know we, need, we needed support from these groups and these folks. Um, I, I think it, it's a level of accountability, which is really important. 
Yep. They're not afraid to let us know what we've done right and what we've done wrong. And that, that relationship needs to be that way. We don't need them to be our, our biggest cheerleaders. It's great when they support what we're doing, it makes us feel good, but they need to let us know what we're not doing right well. Because again, we want to over deliver for these folks. These people have waited for this for a long time and we don't take that for granted. Um, so it's, it's really important, 365 day relationship. Now on match days, on parallel, we have one of the biggest supporter sections in MLS. I don't know. I don't know if we have the biggest, I think Atlanta, Atlanta and us, it, it might be a toss. Close. Yeah. It's, it's enormous. It's loud. It's <laughs> vibrant. It carries, it carries 30,000 people in a 75,000 seat stadium. It really does it's incredible. feel incredible. If you just said yes. It's awesome. Well, Joe, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. Close it out. I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Great. Yes. If you could have any actor play you in a movie, who would it be? Any actor play me in a, in a movie? Um, Tom Cruise, of course. What is a clothing style trend that you would love to bring back? Clothing? Rec specs, man. <laughs> I Rec love specs. it. I was, I, I, I was a Rec specs kid in about fifth and sixth grade. So right right now I'm sort of proud of it, but it would be great if it came back and it was actually really cool. Then I rip out a bunch of pictures. Of great. That's awesome. I haven't seen the light of day in about 30 years. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Uh, that's a great question. I think it would have to be a comedian. I would just want to have fun. Someone just like have Adam a, Sandler. Yeah, He's an enjoyable guy. dinner. He's a sports guy. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely got like Adam Sandler. That would be fun. And to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? I would be be authentic, be yourself, hardworking, of course. And I would make internal relationships. You know, making external relationships is really important. But I think just knowing the people you work with, you go to battle with every single day. And that's not just in your department. That's get outside of your comfort zone in your department meet people within your organization. It's really, really important. That's where the networking starts. That gets you, um, that gets you in the right places internally, but it could also open up, open up doors externally too, because if you're beloved by your, your teammates, um, sky's the limit. No, I couldn't agree more. You know, being authentic, we talked about hustle and, and work ethic and, and I love it. You know, internal relationships are certainly key. So Joe, thank you so much. Certainly had a great career. Pleasure talking to you. And I really appreciate your time and expertise. Thanks, Travis. Really appreciate you having me. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.